So, uh, what is your name and what was your profession? Uh, my name is Alexander Taric, and uh, in Hungarian it was Sándor, S-A-N-D-O-R, Taric. And uh, my profession is civil engineering and structural engineering. Okay. So let's see if... Uh... Okay. So first question is, you have a very unique story, having been an Olympian in 1936 for Hungary, who then immigrated to the United States. Yes. Will you share with our magazine's readers your athletic background, why you came to the United States, and how your career as a structural engineer began? I will be very happy to one one question at one time. <laughs> yeah, right. So the athletic, tell us about your athletic background. Well, uh, it started out in Hungary. There was a scout for the Hungarian Athletic Association to prepare for the next Olympic Games. And then the Hungarians did it very well by picking out young children who seemed to be a good, good potential for to be athletes, athletic athletes for the Olympic Games. That was, that was about 10 years before the Olympic Games, actually. And then we were, we were given very, very special training for, in preparation for the Olympic Games. There were about, they fixed about 10 or 15 young children, and out of that, actually four of us made it to the Olympic Games. In, 1936. Hmm. And and how did you uh, immigrate to the United States? What what caused that? Well, uh, well, it started out when I was in school with the Jeremiah Smith Fellowship. Jeremiah Smith was a uh, an expert who helped Hungary with problems of the after the First World War. And uh, I was the winner of this. He, he, he was given a, a honorarium for his services to the Hungarian government, something like $150,000, which was a fortune at that time, 1929 yeah. or something yeah. like that. And uh, I was the winner of that, of that fellowship and came to the United States uh, with the idea that uh, I will learn how to do things, get things done, and go back to the United States and, and uh, go back to Hungary and teach the Hungarians how to do things American way. Hmm. Okay. And how did your career as a civil and structural engineer begin? Well, for some reason or other, uh, I had a good natural ability for mathematics, which is the most difficult subject, and most of the people like to avoid it. <laughs> to me, it was just the opposite. I was very much in favor of that, and that made the studies in my university very easy for me, because I, the most difficult part of this mathematics, which is the basis of everything, it, I was, I was. Uh, it was a pleasure for me, and it was very easy for me. Mm -hmm. And and where did you go to university? Well, the, the technical university in Budapest was the 
was a very fine and still is a very fine school and uh, still is and uh, it was not easy to get in there were four five hundred applicants and at that time they have taken about hundred people only out of the five hundred so there was a competition by answering questions and 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 de demonstrating your ability to become an engineer. And so the fellowship that brought you to the United States, was that after university or before? You after. Uh-huh. Then, then you went back. You went back and you came back again. Yes, I actually, I was a, I was the sixth or seventh or eighth Hungarian young engineer who, who won, the, won this fellowship. There were others too. But the whole thing is kind of a backfired in a sense that every one of those selected young engineers, they, be, they came back to the United States. Oh, okay. The, so actually, mm -hmm. actually... Yeah, the intent was for you to return to Hungary and teach other... And two years later, he paid somebody money and escaped. Oh. Escaped two years later. We said, what I'm doing here? It was Zürzabar. It was a bad mess in Europe. Don't you remember 1940? What year was that? For, when we came here, 1948. Yeah, 1948. So after World War II. Yeah. Hmm. And you went to the East Coast, where? University. Yeah. Okay. And um, so you began as a civil engineer, but then you focused on structural. Um, can you tell us well, in the United I, States how your engineering career... I started career to work for a company which was an architectural and engineering company. But it turns out that the work which we started to do it had more and more difficult problems to solve, solve, to solve on the engineering side. And uh, the architects wanted to be architects, the engineers wanted to be engineers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that created a little friction inside of the company, but it was all right. Everybody did his own job. You know, the engineers are very oriented to be very predictable, they do their job the way they're supposed to do it. And right. Emotions doesn't really enter too much into the picture. Right. Okay, let me just... Okay. So, uh, what brought you to become a member of the Society of American Military Engineers? Not that easy, it's a long story. Well, we started to do as I said, mainly, mainly, we were mainly the company I was, I was working for, was an architectural and engineering company, and, and primarily we were school architects. We have done several hundred, maybe five hundred school projects, and uh, it happened that one of my partners, his name was Richard Campbell. He was sometimes uh, with the military service. And then uh, his acquaintance 
created an attention in our company towards military work because we would like to do something like that. Of course, military work required more and more engineering problems to solve rather than uh, become architects. And uh, this brought a lot of business for us in form of uh, uh, we had to design buildings which had solved engineering problems like how to resist earthquakes rather than putting in shear walls and 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 obstacles which were in the way of operating with inside of the building, and then it was necessary to come up with solutions, which I did, which eliminated the shear walls and then uh, and the physical obstacles inside of the building, uh, eliminated for the, for the convenient operation, and still have structural elements inside of the building, which. Uh, made it possible to resist earthquakes. Hmm. And this work was in San Francisco? Well, it was... It but was, your, your company was based... Well, the company was in San Francisco, but the work for the military was somewhere else. Mm -hmm. When the Air Force bases in California and Utah and all over the United States. Oh, like McClellan? Yes, right. And perhaps Travis? Yes, right. And maybe Beale? Yes. Oh. <laughs> There is a hospital, San Francisco State, right there. Okay, yeah. and probably, how about Hamilton Airfield right here in Novato? Yes, I have, I have had jobs almost everywhere. <laughs> okay, all right, great. Um, and did, how did your involvement in SAME help support you in your professional career? Did it provide opportunities, like, to work well, at these bases? The Society of American Military Engineers was a wonderful place where I was able to meet other engineers and other, other, other people who were working on this particular field. And then we were very successful. So the military was very satisfied with us and, and uh, we are just getting more and more jobs from the military. Are there any particular memories you have of your involvement with SAME? Yes, uh, I have uh, I have designed a system which was three foot diameter, maybe fourteen inch diameter steel pipes, which are filled with concrete, and they had a tremendous ability to resist lateral forces. And then, then I rather than having Inside of the building, with obstacles were interfered with the operation of the building. We are we are using these these concrete-filled pipes. Did they serve as columns? They serve as columns about 60 feet apart, and that made the inside of it clear and neat. And then they can do their military work, whatever it was necessary. Mm -hmm. Did, did you, well, this is, do you, did you ever meet a person named Ed Curran? Did you know Ed Curran, C-U-R-R-A-N? The name is familiar, but I can't yeah. associate with that person. Yeah, he's still active in the San Francisco Post. Yes. He tells me of stories when the meetings were held in the Presidio? Yes. 
Do you remember going to? I remember. It was Bentley, was the other engineering company with whom I worked an awful lot. Bentley, we have a scholarship fund in the San Francisco Post called the Bentley Bentley. Fund, and it was started by Mr. Bentley. I, I, I was working with them personally. Is he still alive? No, no, I don't think so. No, no. So you know, Alex is 102. Uh, I know. His, his <laughs> company and his workmen, they are all gone. So that's why I asked, because this yeah. happened a long time ago. Yeah. And he was active. Ed told me the meetings were held at the officers' club. That's right. In that's the presidio. Right. That's, and, that's, and, right. Oh, yes. that's right. That's right. And there were. All the services were there, the Navy. Oh my God, it was a fantastic day. I remember that day. Yes. Do you remember? Yes, it? Yeah. And I remember down in San Francisco, Yacht Club, too. You know, that was, that was another aspect of it, yes. Yeah. Oh, True. was that the um, City Club? No. no. In San Francisco? Some of the meetings were at the City Club, but it was on Sutter Street, I think. Yeah, yeah, or on Montgomery. Montgomery Street, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's see. Um, what advice would you give to an engineer just starting out in their career today? Well, what was the question again? What, 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 what advice would you give to an engineer just starting out in their career today? Well, what advice is that they have to take care of themselves, otherwise they cannot perform. So they have to have a very healthy life. If they are lucky, they have a good family, they have a good wife. Okay, the children, it's part of it, it's okay. And then he has to take care of himself by trying to be moderately active in athletic activities. That could keep you as, as a healthy body, and then you can perform. That's good advice, because sometimes the profession can be very stressful. Yes. Especially today. You're designing things that human lives depend well, on you see you have to you have to you have to learn that you cannot always win uh, and that's what uh, athletic teaches me that sometimes you lose but that losing is part of process part of the process it's not a not a permanent defeat if you if you lose one day, next day, you are going to win, and the winning and the losing cycle is the same in the professional life, just like it is in athletics. You have to accept that. Mm-hmm. The, I, I even coined the phrase myself that the road to, to success is paved with failures. Mm-hmm. And so I am... Um I am 61 years old, mm-hmm. and I will probably work for at least 10 more years. Um, what advice would you have for someone like me that perhaps society might say, well, gee, you're nearing retirement, but I'm not ready to retire. Is there any advice that you'd have for someone my age? 
Well, the only advice I can say that to, to take care of yourself because if you are become incapable for some reason or another, then you are you cannot perform. So you have to take care of yourself. That's very important. And being taken care of yourself is the, is a, is if you are happy enough to have a nice family life uh, and. And, and, and understand that without you personally, without you being healthy, you cannot perform. And then you have to do everything to keep yourself in a healthy shape so that you can do medal, which was established to perpetuate the memory of the builder of the Panama Canal, Goethe's. And then that was a, a medal you received from the Society of American Military yeah, Engineers? In 1985. And it was called the? The Goethe's Medal. Okay. And then I also received another medal, the Tulmin Medal, which was a, the, for the, being the author of, a, of an article in the Military Engineer magazine, huh? uh, which called the attention for the dangers of the earthquake mm -hmm. of our military strength and, and ability to perform in case of a war. war. And, uh, and that was two years later. So they called me the habitual medal winner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything else come to mind you'd like to share with the readers? Well, be careful and Take care of yourself, because if you if you are unable, then you cannot perform. And then, also, I would like to tell you that not you do, you can't always win. It's not possible. But winning and and losing is a it has a pattern, which which first may be equal, and more and more work work at it. There is more winning and fewer losing, and then by the end you are, you are the winner. Any advice for a long life? <laughs> Good wife. Well, Good wife. <laughs> just don't, don't have any uh, bad habits to destroy your body, because if, if you do that, then you cannot perform. You have to take care of yourself first, then you can take care of the problems. Okay. Well, I, 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 I'm really happy that I'm able to talk to both of you. So, um, I, I guess when, when I asked about how you came to the United States, I, I said the word immigrate, but you said no. No, he's not. He, he brought this country. He brought, he was brought here. Mm -hmm. You see, he came comfortably. He was a professor. He well, has his, he what happened is that I, when I was in the United States first in 1941, and I went back to Hungary, when Hungary was occupied by the Germans and then occupied by the Russians. And then when, when the Russians occupied Hungary, I was investigated by a jury 
they were asking all kinds of questions, and which turned out to be that my I became a non-favorable person to the jury because he I was, was so smart. They finished those people. One of his friends was locked up for nine years. He could have been a minister in Hungary, but he was locked up in Hungary. You remember the building? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, uh, in in Hungary I was. Uh, investigated by jury and then they have found out that I am not I am not favored by the jury because because I was playing water polo on a club which was owned by the Hungarian aristocrats and then they have the jury decided about my life in the in Hungary and then they have given me the rationing for food for me and my family, but they have taken away my voting rights. And then I thought to myself, if I cannot vote, then I'm nobody. And that's when I started to make efforts to how to come to the United States. Mm. I, I made a contact with a teacher, policeman service, and they asked for my resume, and, they, and I sent it to them, and I immediately got four or five offers from different universities to come over and teach because of my technical background was excellent in, the, in their fun. opinion. Yeah. And uh, I immediately accepted the first one, which was in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So I adopted Hoosier. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I came over there and then started to teach and then that was my that's the way my life started uh, in the United States. Yeah, so you went to Indiana first. Yeah, yeah. Then, I mean, and then how did you yeah, how did you come to San Francisco? Well I was just thinking about that. I just have to think my put my thoughts together. Well I've I've studied where to go. whether it should be permanently for Indiana or do something else. Then I have found out that there are two more places where I can can be uh, effectively start my professional career, and that was one of the, Arizona was one of them, and the other was California, and I decided I would take to California. Mm -hmm. And did you come right to San Francisco? And, and right, right to San Francisco. I started to work for an architectural and engineering company, and it turned out that I have. I have been what Germany they call the Aces Geber, the guy there who has the ideas. And I was that was my What's that term? Aces Geber. That's a German term for the Aces Geber. Yeah, that's a German term for the person who has the ideas. Oh. And then I had the ideas and then I was this way with very successful with this hmm. And I worked for that company later I became owner. Mm -hmm. Not, not Mondale, that's, you see that too. Well, uh, well I, have, I have learned very soon, I found out that American business is based on management and uh, not just doing the technical part of it. And then I have concentrated on that and I bought up shares of my company over the years and then I became the owner. Mm -hmm. And what was the name of that company? Reed and Torich Associates. Reed was a model partner. Reed or John Lyon Reed was an architect. He was a professor at MIT, 
and retired and started to have this company. And then I have uh, uh, joined the company for many years. Reed uh, and Tarix. Yeah, Reed and Tarix, yes. uh -huh. associates. Tarix. We have uh, had several organizational changes. At one time was Reed, Rockwell, Benwell and Tarix. Then it became Reed and Tarix. Mm -hmm. And it became Tarix. Okay. <laughs> and now you mentioned when I first walked in that you knew uh, Mr. Kelly or Dr. Kelly yeah, at but UC that was Berkeley? Not, that's not the same Kelly. There is a Kelly at the University of California who is in, who was in a civil engineering department and he was the number one expert in earthquakes. What was his first name? James. James Jim, Kelly? Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly. And yeah. he was at UC Berkeley yeah, expert yeah, in earthquake yeah, engineering. Right. Oh, he's still there. He's Scottish. He's a very nice man. Is he still there? He's still there. I don't know. I haven't seen him for a year. Or year. Hmm. Yeah, because he has so many family problems. And you mentioned that uh, you recognize the name Ben Gerwick. Yeah, of course, Ben Gerwick was very well known. He was one of the greatest engineers and a good teacher, too. Hmm. Well, great. Um, thank you very much for the interview. Um, the, those are the questions that we had. Um, and I'm just going to stop yeah. and make so, sure. Can, uh, I tell you, so, uh, may I tell you something? <coughs> if you Google, see, Shandor Toric, Financial Times. That was an interview here with a representative of Financial Times, and that's the best interview I had on yeah. the. Yeah. Long time. Okay.